What's up, guys? Welcome to What's the Word. Today, we're going to be talking about, does God want His children poor? Or should Christians be poor? Yeah. And uh, this is actually a really, this is, this is going to be a really good topic today. I'm actually really excited about this. If you didn't get a chance to, listen to our teaching yesterday where we talked about, is prosperity biblical? Mm -hmm. uh, because there's a lot of foundational <clears throat> things that you can find in that teaching. And uh, that, that I would strongly encourage you to go back and listen to. Um, did anything stick good. out to you yesterday? Oh, um, the, the, the you did. The, ri <laughs> the richness of God being yeah. extended to us through the blessing, the blessing, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. which we'll probably talk about a little more as we yeah. go forward. But um, the fact that, that Jesus paid that price yeah. and that, that blessing is afforded to all of us. Yeah. Every one of us is believers. So, yeah. Um, yeah, very second, powerful. Second Corinthians eight nine. You can put it in the comments. Second mm -hmm. Corinthians eight nine. That though he was rich for your sake, he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. I mean, that's that's a very black and white scripture. Amen. You can't really Amen. argue against that. Um, and so if you haven't watched yesterday, make sure you go back and listen to it. Um, mm -hmm. But before we jump into this, uh, real quick. That last meme <laughs> where it says the first person to hear a parrot talk yeah, probably yeah, wasn't yeah. okay for a couple days. Totally freaked out. Um, here's where my brain went. The first person to listen to a serpent talk was not okay for, you know, <laughs> for, for all of you, for, for all a of, long time. For all of humanity. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, when animals talk, it's, it's. Yeah, be careful with that. Yeah, there's a few examples in the Bible with things. Yeah, like Balaam's donkey. Yeah, that, yeah. Mm -hmm. that was a sign of something bad. Yep, yep, you know? yep. Pay attention. He was getting ready to die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He almost died. Anyway. Almost did, yeah. So, <laughs> just to get back on topic. Today we're talking about does God want his children poor? Should Christians be poor? Because I think a lot of times there's kind of this, this conception or this, this thought process that says that Christians should probably be poor that Christians should, you know, they should live pious, um, weak lives, yeah. you, know, pi you know, like piety is like really the big word that I can think of. Yeah. You know, I I've actually heard stories of, of ministers who are flying first class. And, you know, if someone's flying first class, the first question you ask is, what do you do? You know, because, yeah, yeah. you know, if you have the finances to ride first class, you know, mm -hmm. that's a question. Obviously, yeah. You're not just like a normal person. Yeah, not your average guy, right? Yeah, and I, so I, I remember hearing a minister talking about how they were flying first class, and someone looked at him and said, hey, what do you do? And he said, oh, I'm a minister. And they're, they're like, shouldn't you be sitting like coach? Shouldn't you be, or not coach, what? Yeah, coach. Yeah. Sh shouldn't you or be even sitting? even worse, back by the bathroom. Oh, uh, yeah. Shouldn't you be sitting back by the bathroom? Like, why, why would you be here? Like, why would you spend extra money? You know, this is the, the way a lot of people yeah. think. Yeah. Why would you spend extra money for a first class ticket? when you could take that money and give it to the poor. Mm. You know, like that, that's the way a lot of people think. Yeah. You know, so, and they think Christians should not have nice things or should, they shouldn't be, be spending money on those kinds of things. And, and it's a valid question. It is. You know, it it's is. a valid question because when we read throughout Scripture, we read that we need to be generous, that we need to yes. be givers. We need, to, we need to, 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 to help the poor, to clothe the, the naked. And we, and we also see, and we talked about this yesterday, but we also see that the Bible says that... Um, that we shouldn't put our trust in riches, that the love right. of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Right. And we see these scriptures. And so the question ultimately comes up, if a Christian has a lot of money, if, if they're prosperous, 
are they doing the things that the Bible says that they should do? And these are valid questions. You know, yes, like yes. we're not going to stand there and say, if you're asking these questions, you're, you're dumb, because mm -hmm. they're valid questions. Right. Um, but I think mm -hmm. one thing that's important to recognize is it's not rooted in, in the understanding of who God is. True. You know, because God's not limited. Exactly. And, and that mindset is a limiting mindset that says, if I have this much, that means that who other people have less, right. you know, because that's the mindset that says God is limited. But we recognize God's not limited, right? right? We recognize that, that God has no limits. There's no limit to his blessing. There's no limit to his resources mm -hmm. because he owns all the silver and all the gold. Yeah. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. hills. He, he, he owns it all. Yes. And, and so if we think that if a Christian has a plane, that means there's all these poor people starving to death because this Christian has a plane, and we blame that Christian for having a plane. Hmm. You know, be, be, why? Because our mindset isn't actually a biblical mindset. Right. Rather than the, the mindset where you read God is unlimited to where if I, if, if I ensure that people are going up, God will bring me up. Right. If, if I keep pouring into other people, God will ensure that he keeps pouring into me. Yeah. And that, that's... that's understanding that God is not limited by what I have or what I don't have. Right. That that misconception of mm -hmm. if I have more, that means somebody else has less. Yeah. That's not right because mm -hmm. God can give me more and you more and yeah. and keep giving us more as mm -hmm. as his purpose and plan is revealed in our life and we are obedient yeah. to do what he calls us to do. Uh, there's so many places in the in the word where um, Jesus talks about money so much. Paul, in, in his books, talk about offerings and giving yeah. and generosity mm -hmm. and God blessing through those things. Yeah. If we were all poor, how could we get anything done for the kingdom of God? That's really, what, what would be the point? Um, mm -hmm. Who would want to be a Christian if, you know, all of a sudden you got to be, you got saved, you said, Lord, be my Lord, and mm -hmm. thank you, Jesus, for saving me, and now I got to give up all my money? Yeah. I got to, what? That's not good. Mm -hmm. And that's not what the Bible teaches, and that's what yeah. we're kind of going to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, it's God wants to be a blessing in our life, not yeah. not a curse. He He says He puts before us a blessing and a mm -hmm. curse, and choose the blessing. Yeah. He's very adamant about choose life, choose the blessing. Yeah, exactly. So. It, well, and and Kevin actually alluded to it um, uh, earlier. Uh, well, he says the blessing of the Lord is what makes one poor and adds sadness. What? No, no that's not what the Bible says. You're right, Proverbs 10.22, the blessing of the Lord makes a man rich, rich and, and he adds, adds no, no sorrow, sorrow onto to it. it. Yep. So, so if the blessing of the Lord makes rich, then, then does that mean that God actually wants his people poor? No. It doesn't, that, that actually doesn't make sense. Actually, uh, Psalm 35.27, um, this is what it says. Psalm 35.27 uh, I don't even have this one highlighted. What is wrong? Uh, oh. Psalm 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and rejoice who favor my vindication. And let them say continually, the Lord be magnified who delights in the prosperity of his servants. Amen. God delights in the prosperity of his servants. So just looking at that scripture alone, will you, can you say that God delights when his children are poor? Mm. No. What does God delight in? He delights when his children are prosperous. He de why does he delight when they're prosperous? Why, why would God want his people to, and we, we defined this yesterday, prosperity means more than enough. You have yeah. plenty 
That prosperity means plenty. Yes. That means my needs are met <clears throat> and supplied, and I have plenty left over. Right. Why would God want me to have plenty? Why, why would God want me to have plenty? To give it away, to be yeah. a blessing, to be able to do what God calls us yeah. to do, to be able to um, do every good work that mm -hmm. he's put before us and calls yeah. us to do. Um, his word says that he'll supply in abundance mm -hmm. so that we'll be able to do all the things that he's yep. called us to do. Every good work. Every yeah. good work. Yeah. So recognize this, and you can put this in the comments. If I want to prosper, I need to have a kingdom first mentality. Amen. I need to have, if I want to prosper, I must have a kingdom first mentality. You know, throughout the next couple of days, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be led, but we're going to give you guys keys to, to walking in financial prosperity. We're going to give you keys to walk in that plenty, to walk in that blessing. Because it's not just because, you know, I, I mentioned this yesterday, but a lot of people like the idea of prosperity. Mm -hmm. uh, they like the idea of having more than enough, but they don't actually know how to enter into it. You know, they, yeah. like you can stand there and say, God's going to give me a million dollars. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to have an abundance for every good work. You can say that all you want, and that's good. But faith without works is dead, right? Yes. yes. We need to put, apply action to our faith. True. Uh, and, and so there, there are certain keys that, that we need to walk in. And the first one is I need to have a kingdom first mentality. Yes. A kingdom first mentality. And you see that in, in Matthew 6, mm -hmm. 22. Right? You have it up? You want to read that? But seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So the first thing, God says very clearly, first thing is mm -hmm. seek my kingdom, seek me and my righteousness. Yeah. Then he'll add everything else yeah. that we need. Yeah, we're not seeking us. ourselves right. or our kingdom mentality, like Pastor mm -hmm. calls it, a my kingdom mentality. Right. Yeah. It's a his kingdom mentality. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, if you think about it in, in the context of like a business, mm -hmm. right? Let's say I'm working at a business and I like, let's say you're my boss and, I, and I'm working for you okay. and I'm just devoting all my energy into making this business as effective and as efficient as possible. Mm -hmm. And because I'm sowing all, sowing my time, even potentially some of my resources, mm -hmm. some of my finances, I'm sowing this to make this, this uh, business expand and grow and it's working, yes. right? I'm expanding the business. We're getting more income than we have before because I'm really applying myself. Naturally, what would you do? I give you more responsibility or mm -hmm. tell other people to do what you're doing. Yeah, you'd I'd try to I try to help you even do more with what I can give you to do. Exactly. You would promote me. Yeah. You would you would you would uh, bring benefits. There would be benefits, there'd be blessings, there'd be there'd be what's bonuses, yeah. you know, involved. Oh, yeah. Hey, I mean, you're, you're expanding this business. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ensure that you are empowered to keep doing what you're doing yes. at a better level. Yes. And, and so think about that in, in, in context of the kingdom. Sure. If God sees that we are actively doing what we can to advance his kingdom, you know, to advance the kingdom of God, to seek first the kingdom of God mm -hmm. and his righteousness, what's he going to do naturally? He's going to promote us. Gonna he's going to promote give us. Give us more opportunity. True. He, he's going to bless us. He's going he's gonna to promote us. Because yes. why? Because he wants his kingdom yes. to advance. He says he's a rewarder of those who diligently mm -hmm. seek him. Yeah. A rewarder. He, a rewarder. Not just a, you know, I'll make you pay your bills and, you know, yeah. keep you just above water. But <laughs> a rewarder. That's, that speaks more 
generous, more generosity yeah. than uh, just keeping up with, mm -hmm. with your bills. Yeah, God is a rewarder of Amen. those who seek him diligently. Mm -hmm. that, that's who he is. That's who he is in, in his nature. Mm -hmm. And so if God sees that I'm putting his kingdom first, mm -hmm. that, and, and especially in the realm of finances, you know, it, do, ask yourself this question, do my finances resemble a kingdom first mentality? Mm -hmm. Right? If, I were to, if, if, we were to, if you were to look back over your giving, you know, or where your money went yeah. in 2020, does it reveal a kingdom first mentality? Yeah. Do, does it show that I'm seeking first the kingdom? Because how do we know if I have a kingdom, if my mind and my heart is on the kingdom? What did Jesus say? Where your treasure is. Yeah. Show me. Where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Yeah. So is my heart in the kingdom? Well, you'll know by where your treasure yeah. is. Yeah, you can tell by your, your checkbook. Mm -hmm. in a sense, where that's going, where your resources are being applied, yeah. where what you think is important is uh, where you put your, your treasures, your, your mm -hmm. energy. Yeah. And if I'm going to work, you know, a 40-hour work week or even overtime and, and I feel something is important, like uh, paying my mortgage so I can live indoors, yeah. paying for food so I can eat and feed my family, yeah. and if I recognize that the kingdom of God is very important in my life, mm -hmm. That's, that's going to be up at the top of the list of things yeah. that get taken care of that, that I'm contributing to yeah. or seeking the Lord for what he wants me to do with the resources that yeah. he gives me yeah. and apply them by faith into what, what his kingdom, is, his call is for me yeah. uh, to further his purpose and his plan in my yeah. life. The best place I can be mm -hmm. is, is obeying and doing what the Lord's called me to do. Exactly. Because the provision is in the word as he calls me to do something, the provision is there. Yeah. And we're, we're to be um, a conduit. A, mm -hmm. You know, Pastor was talking the other day about a dead sea versus, you know, the Sea of Galilee. Mm -hmm. one's, one's dead and clogged up. Nothing good comes of it. Yeah. Everything dies inside. Mm -hmm. When there's an outlet at the other end, when something's coming in and there's an outlet at the other end, it's mm -hmm. healthy yeah. and there, it brings life. Mm -hmm. So if our finances are stagnant and we're holding on to it, it's, it's not going to bring life to anything. It's yeah. actually going to be that love of money and keep us yeah. from the yeah. kingdom of God and keep us from being able to do what he's called us to do. Yeah. We won't have the desire because we'll be too busy holding on to everything that we have yeah. instead of realizing he gave us everything that we have to start with. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, you know, he has a purpose for that. Exactly, exactly. When, see, when, see, this is why God delights in the prosperity of his people. Mm -hmm. He delights in the prosperity of his people because it advances his kingdom. Amen. It advances his kingdom when we have an abundance. It advances his kingdom when we have plenty. Right. Because if we're, if we're just having enough to get by, if that's where we're stuck, you know, in this position where uh, I just, you know, I'm making a paycheck to paycheck, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, how are we able to bless someone on a way that they give glory to God? Because actually, uh, let's look in Second Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I mean, Amen. Here, here's, a, here's the reality. If you, if you want to believe in prosperity, just read 2 Corinthians 9. And like, you can't read that and be like, you know what? I think God wants me poor. No, because this is when he, this is, let's look at verse 11. He says, you will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing, what is it producing? Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving to, God. to God. So when we have an abundance and we're able to give and give generously, 
What's the result of it? People give thanks, give to, God. thanks to God. I give thanks to God. Others give thanks to God. The kingdom is advanced because, right. because our sowing is able to meet the needs of people. Amen. And it's able to advance the kingdom of God. And this is why it's important. This is why, this is why God wants us. This is why God doesn't want us poor. He, this is why God wants us to have an abundance so that, uh, so that the kingdom can be advanced, Amen. so that the kingdom can grow. Uh, and, and if we look at uh, Philippians chapter 4, where Paul is kind of saying very similar things, or did you have anything you wanted to add on top of that? Well, actually, I was going to just, I noticed uh, you go down just a little further, go to verse, yeah. verse 12 and 13, for the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things, fully supplying the needs of the saints. Now, yeah. that, that also means that God could help you through me or mm -hmm. me through you yeah. as we our blessing to one another, mm -hmm. um, but is also overflowing through many thanksgivings to God yeah. because of the proof given by this ministry. They will glorify God for your yeah. obedience mm -hmm. to your confession of the gospel of Christ and for the liberality of your contribution to them and to all. Yeah. It's a witness. It mm -hmm. makes a difference. It speaks of God's love. It, yeah. it shows it in a tangible way. Yeah. Um, it's one thing for you to be able to go up, you know, the word talks about if somebody just goes up and says, be blessed and you're good. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, and you leave, the, leave that person who's, who's destitute, yeah. still destitute, and mm -hmm. you just say to them, be blessed. Yeah. What good does that do nope. when you could literally financially bless or physically, tangibly bless somebody and yeah. change their life mm -hmm. in a sense? Yeah. They can't deny that. And it's and it's not an embarrassment to the kingdom when mm -hmm. when you're actually helping and you're you're letting God do something through you, you yeah. in the name of Christ. Here I'm here to help you and I'm going to bless you yeah. because He's blessed me. Mm -hmm. If if all we can do is is set our our um, income at at the bill level to cover everything that we're affording for ourselves mm -hmm. and we have nothing above it, yeah. it's we can't. We can't contribute to anything, mm -hmm. you know, for another person or yeah. a purpose that's greater than us. Yeah. You know, yeah. God has a reason. He has a plan. We're not here just to, you know, take up space, breathe, and eat. Yeah, that's true. You know, he yeah. has a plan for us, mm -hmm. and I, we yeah. got to do it. I heard someone say once, um, we would never uh, have heard of the Good Samaritan if he was poor. We would have never heard the story of the Good sure. Samaritan if he Very was poor. True. Why? Because what did he do? He saw this man who was in need. Mm -hmm. And out of his abundance, he was able to meet that need. He was able to bandage yeah. up his wounds. He was able to take him to, to the nearby inn. He was able to hire the doctors to, right. to, to help them. He was able to say, hey, if, if there's any extra expenses, let me know and I'll pay them. True. You know, he was able to pay in advance. Like he w because he had an abundance, he was able to meet that need. Amen. If he didn't have an abundance, he wouldn't have been able to meet the need and we would have never heard of him. Yeah. You know, and so so this and this is where you see in first Corinthians or second Corinthians nine, mm -hmm. where he says you will have an abundance for every good work. Yes, yes. When uh, if you don't have an abundance and a need is presented to you, you you're, you're stuck. You're yeah. the, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, and, and how are people going to be glorifying God? You know, if if there's no way that you can be a part of that. See, God True. wants to use us to advance the kingdom, and he wants to use our finances to advance the kingdom. Yes. And so when we have that kingdom first mentality, that actually the reason I exist is not to just, you know, just work, you know, and, and, and get by, and then maybe mm -hmm. one day I'll reach retirement, and mm -hmm. then whenever I reach retirement, I can relax and just kind of take it easy. And yeah. then, 
you know, and prepare for death. You know, that's not why we're here. The American dream. Yeah. The American dream is not why we're here. Nope. You know, we're here to advance the kingdom of God. And when God sees, see, this is what, what, what the Bible says. God is looking. He's looking over the earth, looking for someone, trying to find someone whose heart is towards him. Amen. Someone who he can show himself strong in. Mm -hmm. And what happens when God shows himself strong in people? They're, they're blessed. Yeah, they're they're blessed. prosperous. You and, see? God, and God gets the girl glory and yeah, thanks. God and gets the girl. God the gets the glory. glory. <laughs> God gets the glory. I think I need a little water. Maybe. But God gets the glory. God gets the glory in, the, in our prosperity. Amen. God gets the glory when we're blessed. Yeah. Barrett said, good intentions don't get the Father's attentions. Offerings are brought before him. Amen. That's good. Like we mentioned yesterday, Solomon brought an offering to God. Yeah. Got God's attention. Yes. You know, even and, and it's not about the amount because even the widow with the two mites, yeah, right? True. She put see out of out of what she had, she gave all that she had. What happened? It, took, it got Jesus' attention. Yep. Jesus' yeah. attention and, and approval. Yeah, I need some water. Yeah. And approval. Yeah. He made a point of it, mm -hmm. and it's in the Word. It wasn't overlooked. It wasn't yeah. just a mention. The Holy Spirit put it in the Word of God as an yeah. example that her heart motivation to give, even though it wasn't uh, a huge amount of money, mm -hmm. it was out of, out of everything she had, she gave. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's our call, mm -hmm. to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. Yeah. Now, we're not talking money there, but it's a total heart attitude of sure. our, our offering is not only our money, but our life mm -hmm. and, and our willingness to obey God into the call that he has for us and the purpose that he has for us and the plan that he wants to bring yeah. to pass through us and with us. And we mm -hmm. get to participate with him yeah. and, and live in that blessing of the overflow that brings glory to God. Yeah. I mean, how, how many of us would, okay, so I'm talking kind of to Christians. You, you stand at church and you worship God on Sunday and you, you consider that an offering to God. And yet, you know, outside of the, the four walls of the church, um, you feel limited that you can't, you can't really be a blessing to somebody because of where your finances are right now. How, how many of us could, could look at that and say, if, if God gave me an, an extra $20,000, I could do this mm -hmm. or I could do that. Are we applying faith to that to where we're, we're seeking God for an idea that could bring in that kind of money, um, a, a way to, to, to find this, this stream of income that the Lord can provide to us. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he wants to open the windows of heaven. We're talking a little bit about tithing in Malachi and mm. opening the windows of heaven and pouring out a blessing that we don't have room to receive. Yeah. Are any of us there yet? I still have some room. Yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but I still have some room. Mm -hmm. So... I want to trust God and believe that he's, he's going to bring that to pass in me yeah. so that I, I can actually have that finance. I mean, yeah. it, there's a lot of people, you know, that love other people and care about the kingdom of God mm -hmm. and still feel limited in what they're able to do. Yeah. Start applying faith to mm -hmm. receiving from God what his promise is, what his blessing is. It's, mm -hmm. it's available and we should be seeking him for it because he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Yeah, yeah, and, so. and it's all rooted in love too. Amen. You know, the Bible says, uh, you know, being rooted and established mm -hmm. in love. Mm -hmm. If we love God, it's, put this in the comments, 
It's easy to give to that which you love most. Amen. It's easy to give to that which you love most. You know, when Valentine's Day comes around, heck, not, who, who cares about Valentine's Day? You know, just throughout the year. Oh. You know, just throughout the year. You know, because I love my wife, I just, like, there are moments where she says, you know what, I'd like, I'd like this. You know, her Amazon list is constantly expanding. Oh. But, you know, but there are times when I just love, I, like, because I love her, I just want to bless her. Yeah. You know, I just want to get her something, you know, and I don't want to go cheap. Like, you know, I want to get her something nice and yes. something good. Yes. That's my heart because I love her. You know, now here, here, here's the thing. Again, it's easy to give to that which you love most. It's easy to put down $1,000 for the newest iPhone. It's easy to put down $450 to, to take your family to a football game. When was the last time you put that in the offering? Good question. When was the last time you, you sowed that into the kingdom of God? So, you know, you know, these are real questions we need to ask ourselves. And I'm not saying if you've never done that, I'm not saying if you bought an iPhone and you haven't given that in the offering, you don't love God. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is we need to actually take a look at our art. Amen. You know, am, am I investing my, my resources into that which I love most? Because going back to what Jesus said, where your treasure is, that's where yes. your heart is also. Yes. And, and, you know, and this is why, it, you know, having that kingdom first mentality is key. You know, because you can say, I love God all I want. Oh, I love God. I love God. He's first in my life. And then whenever the offering plate comes by, oh, well, you know, whenever I can afford it, I'll give. Yeah. Someday, you know what I mean? Someday. Yeah. So someday, someday I'll be able to give. Well, see, um, what did Jesus say? He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Mm -hmm. Right? If you love me, you'll keep my commands. And this kind of leads us into the next portion of what, you know, the next key, I guess, mm -hmm. that we'll talk about today is, is tithing. Yes. You know, uh, what is tithing? Tithing is giving 10% of your income. Uh, the, the first fruits, the Bible calls it. Yes. The, the first portions, which means since it's the first fruits, it's your gross income, mm -hmm. not your net income, yes. right? Your income before taxes. Yes. I'm taking that 10% and I'm giving it straight to God first, yes. first and foremost. Yes. That, that's God that goes to him first. Yes. But, and, and, you know, so, and the tithe was instituted before the law. Yes. Right. Yes. So, Long so before. it's not just well, you know, Jesus, you know, Jesus came to fulfill the law, so I don't have to tithe. The tithe actually started before that. Yes. Jesus Himself said, "Yes, you should tithe." Yes. You know, we read about it in the Book of Hebrews, so yes. it's not just an Old Testament thing. True. And, and you know, and, and this is what I, what, what the Lord's kind of shown me is that the tithe is the litmus test that determines whether God has your heart or money has your heart, because you know, you've probably heard people say. I'll tithe when I can afford it. Yes, you know, bad idea. Bad that that idea. shows where your heart is. Yes, that does. shows where your heart is. God can, hear this, God can do more with 90% than you can do with 100%. Mm -hmm. God, yeah, you can do more with 90% that's blessed than 100% that's cursed. Right. Bottom and, line is, if you're disobedient with the 10% that is God's, because he says it's his, yeah. uh, you are, you're on dangerous ground, basically. Yeah. You have put your own finances and your own future at risk by disobeying the Word of God. Mm -hmm. This is the one thing, one place in the Word where God says, test me. Yeah. Test me and see that I won't open the windows of heaven yeah. and, and pour a blessing out that you don't have room to receive. Yeah. Um, there's no other place in the Word that, that God says that. Yeah. So yeah. he's very serious about it mm -hmm. and has been for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where if you really want to see a blessing, um, not only financially, but that heart motive that we're talking about yeah. uh, in your life, if you want, if you have to ask yourself the question of, you know, whether you're 
um, obeying the Lord or not, start with that one. Yeah. That question will show you very clearly, yes or no, whether you are or not. Mm -hmm. um, one, yeah. of the, one of the first places of faith that, that the Word says to apply is that um, you submit yourself to the Lord, and one of the easiest ways to find out whether you are or not are your finances. Because mm -hmm. that's the one thing that we tend to hold on to or want to hold on to. Yeah. And our, our willingness to let God lead us in our finances and, and obey his word, mm -hmm. where it's pretty much black and white, yeah. is a great test, yeah. a great show. Well, you know, we, we just pulled up Malachi chapter 3. Mm -hmm. So let's just read real quick Malachi 3, 8. Uh, let's go 8 through 12. Uh, we'll, we'll start there. Um, Will a man rob God? This is God speaking. Mm -hmm. Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. So right there, God is making it abundantly clear that that 10%, that tithe, actually is not ours in the first place. Amen. Because you can't rob something that's not, that, yeah. that belongs to you. Right. You know, he, but, but hear, hear the heart of God in this, though. Because then he goes on to say, you are cursed with the curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Why is he saying this? Because he doesn't want us cursed. <laughs> right? Yes, yes. And then he goes on. Bring the whole tithe, not, not, well, you know, I just tithe 5% and then I'm working my way up to 10. Mm. No, he says, bring the whole tithe right. into the storehouse. Bring the whole tithe to your church. Bring the whole tithe so that there may be food in my house. And like you mentioned before, and he says, test me now in this. You hear the heart of God right here. Yeah. He's saying, if, if, you're, if your heart's not there yet, just test me in this. Yeah. And you'll begin to see that yeah. it works for you. Yes. Like he's literally saying, just, just test me. Just try me in this. Just do it, please. Because yeah, yeah. he's saying, and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. He's saying, just test me in this and see that it will work for you. He's saying, he's essentially saying, commit your works and then your heart, and then your heart yeah, will be established, exactly. right? Exactly, yes. Commit your works. Take and the you'll leap begin of faith, see. do yeah. what the word says, then see the result. Yeah. That's what God's saying. He says, it's, if you, then I. Yeah. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you hear, why would God say that? Mm. Why would God say this? Because he doesn't want you cursed. He doesn't want your finances cursed. He doesn't want your, he wants your finances blessed. Amen. He wants you to prosper. That's why he's saying this. That's why he's saying, test me in this because I want the blessing of God to be on your life. I want you to be prosperous so that you can have abundance for every good work. Amen. I want you to be kingdom minded. I want you to have more than enough mm -hmm. to meet your needs. And it begins with the tithe. Again, it's the test that determines whether money has our heart or God has our heart. True. This is why God commands it. This is why God is saying, give this, give the whole tithe, because I want you blessed. I, one thing I've, uh, I've heard, there have been a lot of, a lot of people who have kind of sent what they call their tithe in different places. Mm -hmm. And I, I just want to say this, that God established this as to, to be brought into to his storehouse. Mm -hmm. This would be your local church where you are planted. Mm -hmm. That's where you're fed. Yeah. And I've, I've heard the example pastors given multiple times about you go into McDonald's and you, you grab some food and you walk away and you don't pay. Would you do that? Mm -hmm. They'd probably tackle you on the way out the door or call mm -hmm. the police on you. Yeah. Because that's not right. Mm -hmm. if, if you're well, at a planted. Picture this. You know, you, you get the bill and you're like, well, I'm actually going to give that to Burger King. Because I really like their burgers. Yeah, I like them well. better. <laughs> or can I only Sorry. pay half of this? 
you know, 5% versus 10, can I give you half, is that okay? Yeah. That, that's your local church yeah. where you're being fed, where you're planted, mm -hmm. yeah. where you're planted. Yeah. That's where you're sh you should be tithing mm -hmm. because that's where the Lord is blessing you. Yeah. So you return to the tithe to him through that yeah. so that that can further that, that whole kingdom plan mm -hmm. of your local church growing and, and yeah. being full of, of every financial blessing that mm -hmm. it needs to do every good work. Yeah. Uh, the local body, the local church is, is also called to do every good work, mm -hmm. not just every single Christian, but there are things that happen as um, the body of Christ moves forward in his plan. Yeah. And different churches have different calls and different levels for, for their purpose. Mm -hmm. And uh, you want to fulfill the, the purpose and plan of your life being planted in that local church yeah. so that that local church can fulfill and, and uh, accomplish the plan that God has given it, the vision that God has planted in your church. Yeah. And see, recognize, this is, this is a law that God has established mm -hmm. in the fabric of reality. You know, it's, it's in the fabric of how he created all that there is. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and we're going to go into Genesis 8.22 uh, in a moment. But this is how God has established it. You plant something, yes. it produces fruit. Amen. Whatever you plant, it produces fruit. Where you plant it determines what kind of fruit you're going to get. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's kind of what you're talking about a little bit. You want to plant th that seed yes. where, where God is planting you. Because God, God's intentional about where he plants seed yes, as well. Much so, yes. you know? And so uh, Genesis 8.22 says this. It says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer, winter, day and night shall not cease. So in the fabric of reality, in the fabric of this earth that God has created, he, cre he established as a fact seed time and harvest. Yes. Where whatever you sow, that you shall reap. Galatians yes. 6, 7. Yes. Right? And so, and so this, uh, look, Bear just actually put in the comments, less than 20% of Christians tithe, according to the last study I read. Oof. Less than 20%. And I, I believe someone else actually said that if, if all Christians decided to, to tithe, tithe. Yeah. that would be billions of dollars that that go towards advancing the kingdom of God billions of dollars picture that if if there were billions of dollars in the hands of of able ministers and the gospel was being preached yeah the world would be saved pretty quickly yeah pretty quickly but mm. but but what's wrong what where where it has been missed is where's our heart yes where, where it's been missed, even in, in faith circles, mm -hmm. is where's your heart? You know, make sure your heart's in the right place. And I, I don't mean all, pe like all faith circles. I'm, I'm talking about in the, in the context of people who like this message mm -hmm. but don't want to actually apply it. Yes. You know, or yes. they don't want to get their heart right. Their heart's still in themselves. Yes. You know, and, and again, we established mm. uh, keys to, to walking in prosperity have mm -hmm. a kingdom mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, tithing. Yes. Tithing is key because that, that Obedience promotes to the word. Yeah, being obedient that promotes that kingdom mindset. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the third part that we're going to be talking about today, and put put that, put those in the comments. Put those three things: having a king, uh, keys to to financial increase. One, mm -hmm. having a kingdom mindset. Two, tithing. Three, sowing and reaping. Yes. Sowing and reaping. Uh, I think Paul said to the Philippian church. Um, I think it's in Philippians 4, that no church has, has joined me in the context of sowing and reaping. Mm -hmm. Sowing and reaping, except you guys. 
sowing and reaping. He's not, he's, uh, if you could look up that, that specific verse, um, sowing and reaping. So he's not just saying no church has partnered with me in the matter of sowing and, you know, mm -hmm. that's it. Philippians no. 4.15. Philippians 4.15. Can you read that? You yourselves know, also know, Philippians, that at the first preaching of the gospel after I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving but you alone. Yeah. And recognize, mm. recognize there's no other church that Paul said, and my God shall supply all your need mm. according to his riches and glory. Amen. He didn't oh. say that to the other churches. He said that to the, Flip the Philippians. Church. They got the message. They got the message. They learned the lesson. And, and you hear that and mm. how beautiful that yes. is. Because, why? Because they committed themselves to advancing the gospel. Wow. When they committed themselves to advancing the gospel, they recognized that, that this law of sowing and reaping was established in God's kingdom. And that's not just if I plant an acorn seed and makes an acorn tree. While that's real, like farmers don't plant their seed with no expectation of receiving a harvest. Oh, true, yeah. Like You would never do that. Never you, invest that money and throw it in the ground and expect yeah. nothing out of it. That mm -hmm. would be crazy. But, crazy. But for some reason we think that that's how the kingdom operates, mm. even though that's how God established the world to operate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's how the kingdom operates. God said, God established sowing and reaping. That's, that's how he established it. That's who God is. He's a, he's a, whatever, again, Galatians 6, 7, whatever a man sows, mm -hmm. that yes, he shall Lord, reap. So yes. if you sow financial seed, you'll reap financial harvest. If you sow your time, you'll reap a harvest of time. Whatever you sow in that same, in that same vein, you will reap. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was reading yeah. this morning, we were talking earlier yeah. in, in Mark when Jesus is talking to uh, his disciples. So he throws out this, this parable to, to everybody about um, the seed of the word. Mm -hmm. And uh, some fallen by the wayside and the rocky and, the, you know, and that. Yeah. And then he gets, he gets his disciples aside. And he talks to them a little more in depth about this. And there's one, one point in Mark uh, 426 yeah. where he says, And he was saying... The kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil. The mm -hmm. kingdom of God is like this. Do you hear? This is Jesus saying the kingdom of God. Yeah. And he goes to bed at night and gets up by day and the seed sprouts and grows. How? He himself does not know. The soil produces crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, then the mature grain in the head. But when the crop permits, he immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God is like this. Yeah. Not, not only is it in the natural, but this is, this is something that God has, has instituted in a spiritual sense as well, yeah. uh, where God is the sower in mm -hmm. many cases, as you read the word. Yeah. Um, Jesus, death and resurrection is, mm -hmm. is the picture of God sowing his yeah. son into the world to reap a harvest of righteousness yeah. that is applied to us yeah. for salvation. Yeah. Without God being willing to sow his only son and give his life for us, we would not be redeemed. We would not be in a place where we could receive the blessing. Yeah. We would still be in a place where we were under the curse. Yeah. So God's demonstrated this. He gave what was precious to him, his only son, mm -hmm. so that we could have life, yeah. so that we could be born again, mm -hmm. so that we could be saved yeah. and walk in his blessing. So not only is this something that, that a physical farmer deals with, but in a spiritual sense, um, we're talking about our heart motive yeah. and kingdom first mentality. And mm -hmm. it, it's on a lot of levels. It's yeah. not only in a tangible, physical way, mm -hmm. 
but it's a spiritual attitude yeah. of, of being willing to give of yourself and, and let yourself of, you know, your, we talk about the flesh or your, mm -hmm. your own attitudes about things die in a sense yeah. to what the word says. Mm -hmm. So if your, your mind is saying, I can't give my tithe or I don't want to, I don't want to give above and beyond my tithe. I'm, I'm, you know, maybe afraid or um, feel like the church just wants my money. Understand, God doesn't want your money. He's got everything. He owns the, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He doesn't need your money. <laughs> what he wants you to understand is that you need him more than your money. Yeah. And that once you have your heart in the right place with him, mm -hmm. he can trust you with the money. Yeah. Until then, mm -hmm. you're kind of out of whack. Yeah. You're not under the blessing because you're not in obedience to the word and not willing to submit to the lordship of mm -hmm. God, the yeah. lordship of Christ, you're, you want to be your own lord and keep your own books and yeah. um, you know, keep it close to your, your rest and mm -hmm. instead of being willing and, and open and, and generous with it. Yeah. That it's, it's really on a number of levels, but <laughs> if you want to test it physically, yeah. you know, look at your checkbook. If you want to test it spiritually and emotionally, Check your attitude mm -hmm. about your checkbook yeah. and how it, how it plays out and whether yeah. you're willing or whether you're holding back. Uh, the word talks about you, whether you're, you're generous or whether you're stingy. Mm -hmm. that, that's a test. Yeah. That's kind of the balance of where are you? Yeah. Are you willing to give? Yeah. Pro Proverbs. Does it come freely? Yeah. You know, Proverbs says that there's a man who gives freely mm -hmm. and abounds all the more. Amen. But then there's a um, one who withholds what he has True. and it leads to poverty. Yes. So that's that's sowing and reaping right there. Yes, that's yes. that's do I have a heart of <clears throat> generosity? I mean, the Bible Bible says those who lend to the poor. This is Proverbs as well. Those who lend to the poor lend to the Lord Amen. and he will repay. Amen. So so what whenever we give, whenever we sow, you know, whenever we give to the poor, the bare minimum that we're going to get back is what we already yeah, gave. Yeah. So there's no loss there. Yes, yes. But when we give into the kingdom of God, check that out. Mm -hmm. You know, when our hearts are towards the kingdom, yes. there is a guaranteed harvest, yes. a guaranteed harvest. You know, uh, um, actually, one, one of the scriptures that just came to me was uh, Mark chapter 10, you know, where we see the story of the rich young ruler, mm -hmm. right? See, Jesus wasn't saying to this rich young ruler, hey, I want you to take all that you have and sell it, and then you'll be poor for the rest of your life. Mm -mm. No. no. What did he say? He said, actually, if you give it, sell all you have, give it to the poor, uh, you'll store up treasures in heaven. Amen. And what does Malachi chapter 3 says? That God will open up open the windows of heaven. Open it up and pour it out. Yeah, and pour out a blessing on you. Yes. So, so literally, you know, when we talk about, oh, you know, our reward's just in heaven, mm. I don't think we recognize that we actually have access to that that heavenly bank yeah, account now. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Jesus, you know, whenever Jesus was talking to this rich young ruler, or whenever the rich young ruler, because you, you see in it where his heart was in that moment, mm -hmm. yeah. whenever Jesus told him to take up an offering, yeah. he wasn't willing to give the offering. Right. Now, I actually think it's funny because Jesus said, well, you know, because the, the rich young ruler came to him and said, um, good teacher, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And Jesus says, well, you know the commandments. He says, honor your father and mother. Do mm -hmm. not steal. Do not commit murder. Mm -hmm. Do not commit adultery. But notice one of, the, one of the commandments he never mentioned was, do not have any other gods before me. Mm. Notice he didn't say that. No, you're true. Because yeah. he had a god before him. And it was his money. Yes, an idol and Jesus, of sorts, yeah. Yeah, and this is what Jesus said. There's still one thing you lack. Sell all you have, give it to the poor. Mm. And he wasn't willing to do it because his trust was in money.
And actually, I like how the New King James reads it because Jesus then looks to his disciples and say, how hard is it for, the, for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven? And then they're amazed, and then Jesus clarifies. Yeah. And then actually, if you look into the, the Hebrew, it's there. He says, how hard is it for those who put their trust in riches? Yeah. Those who, who their riches are their God. Those who, they, they don't have a kingdom mindset. They have mm -hmm. a me mindset, you know, yes. where I just need to have enough to get by rather than, what does is, what is my God that's, say? Where's your, where's your source? Where's, who's your source? Who's yeah. your source? That's, um, that's a question. Yeah. I, Put I in the just, comments, who is my source? That's well, a question we got to ask ourselves. 2 Corinthians 9, 10. Mm. Listen to the beginning. It says, now he who supplies seed to the sower mm. and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Now he who supplies seed... Mm -hmm. If you don't recognize that that seed is, is yeah. coming from the Lord to start with, yeah. you've, you've missed a very important thing. Because if you think that your 40-hour uh, work week job is your source, mm -hmm. I can tell you that can go away kind of fast. Yeah. Who, it can disappear because I'm living proof that it happened to me. That's mm -hmm. happened to me multiple times yeah. for whatever reason, not because I did anything wrong, but because things changed. Mm -hmm. my job disappeared. Yeah. That's not my source. Exactly. It can't be my source. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that changes with the wind. Yeah. I, you know, I can't put my trust in, in my job or my career. Yeah. I have to put my trust in the Lord. Exactly. This is what he's saying. Mm -hmm. He who supplies seed to the sower. Yeah. This is the Holy Spirit saying mm -hmm. where my seed comes from, right there. Yeah, well, you look at um, Isaac. Mm -hmm. You know, in the middle of a famine, he yes. could have said, well, what am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. You know, how am I going to make it by? He could have looked logically and said, well, the ground's my provider or, you know, because he was a farmer. Yeah. You know, he, he, he could have looked at this situation and the circumstance and just seen a famine because, right, like, because think about it, when you're not working, it can kind of seem like a famine season, you know, yes, yes. where, where how, am, how, how, am I, how in the world am I going to produce a harvest? I remember, you know, when God actually told Serena and I to, take all that we have and sow it in an offering mm. to empty our bank account and sow it in the offering Ooh. when neither of us had a job. Wow. So, you know, think about sowing in a famine, yeah. right? Yeah. Neither of us had a, had a job. He, he asked us to do that, that once before, but we both had jobs to fall back on. You know, we mm. knew that there was an, a source of income coming, uh, you know, eventually. Wow. But at that moment, like God's saying, I want you to sow all you have in this famine and trust me. That, that's the point where you have to ask yourself, Who's my source? <laughs> because, oh, and also we had a 14-hour drive home from these meetings as well. You know, wow. so how how are we gonna I, like how all these thoughts can go home? through your brain? Yeah, how yeah. how am I gonna get home? How am I gonna pay for gas? Are we gonna eat anything? Are wow. we gonna have to hitchhike? You know, like <laughs> like all all these thoughts can roll through your head. But if it's God, Amen. If this is the leading of God, the provisions there. Amen. You know, if it, where's my heart? Is it in the kingdom or is it in myself? Who's my source? Yes. Is it what I have left over in my bank account or is it my God? Amen. We made it home. I don't, honestly, at this point, I, don't, I have no idea how. Um, hmm. it, you know, and then throughout like the next month before Serena got a job, God just provided. Amen. You yeah. know, like it, it, it was just, it was amazing. 
We never missed a bill. We never had problems. Why? Because we were just being obedient and we were putting his kingdom first. And that's when Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 22, mm -hmm. seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He, right. What is he saying? Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about these things. He actually says the heathen worry about those things. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, but seek first the kingdom yeah. and all these things will be added yeah. unto you. He says, know, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Mm -hmm. and, what, and what did David say? Mm. I was young and I am now old and I have never, never seen, seen the righteous forsaken Amen. or their children begging bread. So true. So does God want his children poor? No. 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 Why? Because David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. God delights in the prosperity of his servants. Yeah. Uh, you know, after the, the story of the rich young ruler, what does Jesus say to his disciples? They're truly, I'll just read this. In uh, Mark 10, 29. Jesus said, Truly I say unto you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sister or mother or father or children or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sake. That's kingdom first mentality. Mm -hmm. And now he's talking about sowing something. Yes. And then he says, will, uh, for that sake, will, he will receive a hundred times as much now in this present age. Amen. You know, so he, so that's sowing and reaping. Amen. I, the, the verse right before that, mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it says, Peter began to say to him, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. Yeah. I, I highlighted that. We have left everything as the sowing. Yeah. We have left everything They've and left followed jobs. you. They left everything to follow him. Yeah. They walked away from their, in, in his case, a boat and mm -hmm. said, I'm done. Yeah. I'm following this man right here. They walked away from their source of income. Yes, yeah, their careers, <laughs> everything they knew, they walked away. And I'm not telling you quit your job and do that. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying like, here, <laughs> the attitude of we'll give it all up or we did give it all up. Yeah. And Jesus makes it real clear that mm -hmm. he didn't do that in vain. Yeah. There, is, there is great blessing and yeah. way more for you in this life and Amen. Eternity. Yeah. He doesn't just say in, in eternity, well, I'll reward you or I'll bless you or, you know, you'll get the, the kudos for making a decision like that. Yeah. He makes it very clear that in this life, now he'll, he'll reap it. Yeah. That, that sowing will bring a harvest. Yeah. He say, he's not saying it's going to wait for later. Now in this present age. Yeah. He yeah. says it. Amen. And, and you even look in 2 Corinthians 9. And, the, yes. and we can wrap it up there. But, you know, in 2 Corinthians 9, uh, verse 6, this is where Paul says, Now I say, now this I say, <laughs> like, this I say to you, mm -hmm. he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He who sows uh, bountifully will also reap bountifully. Mm -hmm. So what's he saying? Sowing and reaping. It is a source, it's one of the main keys yes. to, for God to overflow into your life. Mm -hmm. And what he's not talking about spiritual things. He's not talking about spiritual reaping. He's All talking right. about natural material. He's taking up an offering, guys. Yes, he's talking about he, giving. He's taking Literally up an giving. offering. Yeah, having that kingdom heart mentality. Mm -hmm. And that's when he goes on to say, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in oh, everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. An abundance. Mm -hmm. An abundance. Why? For every good deed. Why? So that, as we just read, read, read previously, it produces thanksgiving to God 
overflowing through many thanksgiving to God, people give God glory. Amen. It advances the kingdom. Amen. Why would God want his people poor when our prosperity advances the kingdom? Amen. And, and again, it's going through. If, if we want to walk in prosperity, in God's blessing, mm -hmm. in the blessing of the Lord that makes a man rich and adds no sorrow unto it. Why is there no sorrow unto it? Because it's rooted in love. It's Amen. rooted in kingdom advancement. Yes. It's not rooted in, I just want to have a bunch of things. It's rooted in, I just want to have God and those things pursue after you. Yes. The goodness of God chase, follows after you all the days of your life, you know. Surely I will see the good of God, of goodness of God in the land of the living, Jesus, mm -hmm. or David said. Yes, David. You know, it's when we seek first the kingdom mm -hmm. that these things are added unto us. Amen. Amen. So true. Amen. So, so mm -hmm. the, the three keys that we talked about today, key, keys to, and there's more. We have, we have more that we'll be going through throughout mm -hmm. the rest of this week. But the three that we talked about today, and you can put in the comments again, uh, keys to financial increase. One, is having a kingdom first mindset, yes. a kingdom mentality. Kingdom first mentality. Uh, tithing, because that mm -hmm. that's the evidence that I put the kingdom first. Mm -hmm. And sowing is sowing and reaping is just the overflow. Yes. God will provide that seed. Amen. And and you get a harvest out of it. Mm -hmm. Look at that. It doesn't cost you anything. Yes. And you get blessed yes. for it. You put your faith in God, you you mm -hmm. pray and expect to receive from him. Yeah. He gives you the seed. Yeah. You obediently and willingly mm -hmm. sow it. Yeah. And also reap a harvest from it. How, how, how awesome is God? I, uh, it doesn't cost I'm me anything to sow because he's Amen. the one who provides Amen. the seed. But here's the thing. You have to purpose in yourself to be a sower. Yes. I, I heard Kenneth Hagin. I think it was Kenneth Hagin. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I, I heard a story. Someone came up to him and said, you know, Brother Hagin, I would sow if I had seed. And he said, well, I wouldn't tell it. <laughs> and they're like, what? And, and, they said, and he said, you're just saying that you're not a sower. Because mm. he provides seed to the sower. Mm. If you don't have seed to sow, it's because you haven't purpose in yourself to be a sower. Yeah. You know, God provides seed to sow. And if you're, honestly, here, uh, this is the last thing I want to share. Because I remember when I was in a place where the only seed I had to sow was to make a pumpkin pie and give it. Mm. All I had to sow was, let's see what I have in my house. That's a nice bowl. I'll sow it. Mm -hmm. You know, because my bank account was zero. And it, so, so nev never let your mouth say, well, I don't have anything to give. Yes. Because what's happening is when you make that confession, now, now you give the enemy free reign to ensure that you never have something to give. Mm. But when you say, no, yeah. I have something, because you hear, you hear that that was actually in the, the widow yeah. that came to Elijah. Yes. He said, he, she, she said, I have this great debt, I have, and I have nothing. Like, I, I don't nothing. know what to give. I got yeah. nothing. Yeah, he said, what do you have? She said, well, I have nothing. But wait, actually, I have some oil. Yeah. And what what happened? She sowed the oil, and mm -hmm. she had enough to pay off the debt and to live on the rest. Yeah. You have something to sow, and I guess I guess we can use that to lead into, um, to to just an opportunity for you to give because nice. we don't want to talk about all this and not give you an opportunity to actually apply this. Mm -hmm. And again, uh, we talked about this yesterday, and we you know, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on, you know, this week that. When we sow, we do it out of love. And right. how, what is, how does love operate? Yeah. It's a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. Yeah. At the, the leading of God. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Each one must do just as he has purposed in mm -hmm. his heart, not yeah. grudgingly or under compulsion, mm -hmm. for God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. 
So, so we're not mm -hmm. giving you an opportunity to give so that you feel compelled or, com right. or we don't want you to give out a compulsion. We want you to be led. If the Lord's leading you to sow, they'll put it up on, uh, on the lower thirds. If the Lord is leading you to, to sow today, to sow into this, this, this message, to sow into advancing the kingdom of God, right. if he leads you to, uh, this is how you can sow. You can go to give www.org. We got Cash App, uh, Facebook. You can text to give. We also have PayPal, and uh, you can give cryptocurrency. We have different ways for you to give. Mm -hmm. But we want to encourage you, if the Lord is leading you, if the Lord is, is, is impressing in your heart to give, uh, we want to give you an opportunity to give. Amen. So we're going to bless every seed that is sown today, and then we'll hand it over to Mark. Do you want to pray? Sure, sure. Heavenly Father, we just thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your generosity, your willingness to give yes. to us, Father. We thank you for that. We have received so much, and we are so grateful for it, Lord. We pray that you would bless, Lord, every seed sown, yeah. every gift given, Lord God, that it would be just blessed in the lives of the person that gives it. We pray that their heart motive, Lord, would be full of love as they give, Lord God, that, that you would bless that, Lord, and that you would bring a spiritual and a tangible harvest, Father, yes. from their sowing. Yes. We thank you for it, Father, because you are good and your word is true yes, and we trust you in it. And we thank, thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, this has been a good broadcast. Amen. This has been good. The Lord's been, the Lord is good. And we want to just thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us for the broadcast today. If it blessed you, go ahead and like this uh, broadcast today and send it to your friends. Hit the share button. You can text it, email it. You can do all kinds of things with the share button. So share it to your friends if it blessed you and if you would like to bless others with this message. I have a special announcement for you. Coming up next month, we will have Evangelist Ankit with us. He will be here from April, April 13th to 14th. He has an incredible ministry reaching so many untold people. It is going to be a blessing, and you should really consider, really pray about coming down to these meetings wherever you are. If you have to drive, if you have to fly, these meetings are going to be really amazing and really going to bless you, really a time of refreshing and blessing. So I would definitely be here if you can. We are located in Albemarle, North Carolina. Now, tomorrow, you're going to want to come back because tomorrow it is time. It is going to be time for Bible trivia where you can get gift cards. And it's going to be my top 10. This is my first time ever doing a, not top five, top five. This is my first time ever doing a top five. And I want you guys to be there with me. My top five is going to be the top five cartoons. And I don't know how I'm going to be able to do just five because I started thinking about it and I was like, oh, there's so many good ones. But um, yeah, top five cartoons. Come tomorrow, watch. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great broadcast. And again, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for being a part of it. We love you and we hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. See you tomorrow.